Hey there, what's up everyone? It is Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival and welcome to podcast episode number 284. Okay, so with today's interview, I am going to bravely venture into a topic that is most often seen by others in the combative space as kind of like this Disneyland perspective on edged weapon defense. And I'm talking about the sport and actually the self-defense skill of throwing a knife at your attacker. Okay, stay with me here because I firmly believe by the end of this show, I'm going to make a believer out of you that this really is a practical tactical skill. All right. And don't worry about taking notes because we've done all the heavy lifting for you with this week's free show notes, including a handy dandy one page cheat sheet covering all of our main points today. All you have to do is head on over to www.mcsmagazine.com 284 and download it all absolutely free. And now let's talk tactics. Firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. Okay, let me ask you, why would you ever, ever, ever throw away your weapon? Well, that's the question that so many people ask when it comes to the topic of combat knife throwing. And we're not talking about throwing knives at balloons or wowing a crowd while your attractive assistant spins around on a wheel and you deftly miss her with your chrome-plated blades. We're talking about throwing a knife in a self-defense situation. You know, the thing that so many people tell you never to do. But is there a practical, tactical purpose for throwing a knife to defend yourself in an attack? Or is it just a fantasy skill set best saved for the circus and Hollywood action movies? Well, that's what we're here to find out. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat Survival Magazine and executive director of the New World Pitch Alliance. Another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. And with us today to discover the truth about knife throwing for combat and self-defense purposes is knife throwing expert Ralph Thorne. Ralph, welcome to the program. Great to be here, Jeff. Great to talk to you again. Good to have you on, man. Uh, listen, everybody, it, there, there's only a handful of you that have ever heard me mention Ralph's name before, and those are the people that came to one of our combat machete camps, and we had a special surprise training session there where Ralph came out and he showed people how to use his revolutionary new system. Now, if you haven't, if you don't know about Ralph from before or if you weren't part of that camp, um, he has taken the knife community by storm with his cutting edge, no spin knife throwing system. Now, it ties practical combat, applica- combat application to this once forbidden fighting tactic. He's the creator of such videos as combat knife throwing and street knife throwing. And his motto is any knife, any angle, any position, no games, no gimmicks, no limits. Now Ralph can teach you how to turn common pocket knives, screwdrivers, spikes, even scissors. And I've even seen him throw a whole bunch of forks (laughs) and other readily available items into effective throwing weapons for personal defense. Now his goal is to provide the serious edge weapon enthusiast with a comprehensive approach to quickly mastering no-spin knife throwing to face any threat from the battlefield to the street. Now, if you want to learn more about Ralph and his no-spin knife throwing system, just check him out online at www.nospinknifethrowing.com. All right, Ralph. So I, I already know, like I, I can usually pretty much tell what's going through people's minds when they, even when they see the title of, of podcast that we do like this. And that's a lot, I kind of covered it in the in the beginning. There is like, why would you ever do something? I mean, nobody. It's like you wouldn't you wouldn't carry a gun like a concealed handgun on you and think, okay, there's the bad guy. This is my weapon. I'm going to throw my gun at this guy with bullets loaded in it. So it makes sense to have that skepticism out there about whether or not being able to throw a knife has any practical application. So let's start with the most obvious and get past that obstacle that people might have. 
In your opinion, is there really a practical self-defense application for knife throwing? Sure there is. It just has to be the right kind of knife throwing, and that's the only kind we teach. As far as responding to this question that we always get about why would I throw away my weapon, well, the idea is you could have more than one weapon. You can carry more than one knife. You can carry spikes. Uh, what we do is a supplement to knife fighting skills, not meant to replace knife fighting skills. And, yes, it's probably a secondary or a bailout type of self-defense skill or an emergency last-ditch type of uh self-defense skill, but it is a realistic self-defense skill. It's uh, What we do, as you mentioned in the intro, I think, is uh, is more related to shuriken throwing or Japanese self-defense type throwing. It's not related to stage performance throwing that people are more familiar with in the Western world. You know, throwing weapons have been used throughout all of history, uh, spears, spikes, throwing stars, etc. Obviously, it's possible to hit somebody with a thrown object, even if they're trying to dodge it or otherwise the game of dodgeball couldn't exist. And you've seen it live. And I think when people see it live or even see some of it on video, it tends to dispel some of these doubts. Yeah, I think so. You bring up a really good point because there have been thrown weapons throughout time that have been used on the battlefield. And and I, the way I tell people also, it's not like um, like people tend to think about like action movies and, you know, you throw the knife and it sticks in the guy's forehead and he's down for the count or, you know, heaven forbid you hit him in the big toe and the guy suddenly dies instantly, that sort of thing. But but one of the things that I think people like I, I was speaking with a guy that that was truly a ninja and he was talking about some of the weapons that are like kind of the myths behind weapons of the ninja. And one of the things he was saying was, you know, Hollywood has turned even like the shuriken you know, throwing stars into like this deadly, this deadly thing when actually they were sometimes just meant for distraction, just to be able to take somebody off of their offensive game and make them have to react to you in a way that allowed you to follow up with either some other, other attack or escape out of the area or something like that. And, and I think if people look at it that way, like uh, the whole purpose of any sort of fighting, because I know we have a lot of guys that, and, and, and women who, who carry a firearm for, for personal defense. And so, you know, we tell them also is that, you know, your goal is not to necessarily destroy this person in front of you, but it's just to survive the, uh, the encounter. And so when you look at it from that standpoint, like knife fighting up close and personal is, is a very messy, very long, it's not what people see in Hollywood. And so sometimes um, being able to throw a knife um, if you can, and especially if you can stick it, is can be a very good distraction to be able to help you either follow up with another type of attack or get to your handgun or to leave the area or something like that. But there are challenges with that because, again, I think even when you see them in in Hollywood action movies, you see the person throwing it from 50 feet away, and it's that knife is spinning, 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 and it's going through there, and of course it nails it, you know, just perfectly every time. But in your opinion, like what are the challenges of throwing a knife for self-defense? So we, I think we've identified some of the reasons why you, you would do it or why you would see it as a supplemental skill. But there, there are certainly challenges with being able to throw a knife effectively for self-defense purposes. What are some of the things that you think are, are the biggest challenges with, with the other systems that are out there? I think CGI may have cost me a lot of money as a, as a uh, knife thrower in Hollywood because now they just do all that with computer imagery and none of it's even remotely real. But <laughs> seriously, um, 
what I've tried to do is take the challenge out of knife throwing because if it's if it's a challenging skill, when you're in a self defense situation, you're going to lose your your blood tends to pool to the center of your body. That's an instinctive reaction to to preserve your life if you're bleeding. If you think you're going to be bleeding, your blood's going to leave your hands and your extremities, and that's going to cost you a lot of fine finger dexterity. So if you're going to rely on a skill in an actual life or death situation, you're going to need something that is really low skill and low manual dexterity and that's kind of what we do with this no spin style which is in fact is much easier to perform than these other high skill spinning around not spinning around type of a type of throws um it's certainly a challenge for other types of knife throwing or other types of weapons throwing to function in a self-defense situation but I like to say that what we do is kind of like a cheat code or a hack for knife throwing. It's, if if it doesn't take all the uh, if it doesn't take all the difficulty out of it, it's it's not going to be very useful to you in a self defense situation. Yeah. So let's talk about like the 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 types of knife throwing that other people are used to first. They typically, whether it's the half spin where you're throwing it from the blade and it's supposed to you know spin around like one half turn and then it hits or a lot of people are used to like the full spin where you're basically throwing it from the handle, but it's spinning around. And by the time it hits the target, it's, you know, it should be hitting in the point. Um, what are some of the challenges, the inherent challenges of trying to do, you know, time, trying to time that spin when it comes to a real attacker that's in front of you? Well, you mentioned the uh, half spin. If you do a half spin over an extreme long range, it effectively turns into a no spin. Uh, that's one, that's not really a self-defense throw unless more of an assassination throw or a hunting type skill, uh, perhaps. If you're trying to time a spin throw against a moving target or a change your arm angle or change the weapon or any of that, that's just going to be a failure. So it's beyond challenging. It's impossible to use spin throwing effectively unless it's just as a distraction. As you said, that's, that's why those throwing stars the Japanese use had multiple points on them. If you can't gauge the distance, so you might, you might at least hit something with a point. Uh, otherwise they would have just used knives. Uh, also shuriken was, uh, uh, in traditional ninja society, you know, Japanese society hundreds of years ago, they poisoned their shuriken. Um, what we do tends to use bigger knives than the Japanese styles. It it's, uses similar looking equipment to the Western knife throwing that the general public's probably still more familiar with but the mechanics are entirely different the the knife doesn't spin around you don't have to judge the distance or measure off the steps the knife travels straight like an arrow um the mechanics of the throwing style that i teach are are more natural they let you throw harder they change change angles to hit a moving target easily they let you throw while you're moving and so on uh so I think at this point, probably the no spin style, which actually it's, it's still new to a lot of people. It was online. It's been online for a couple of decades going on now. And I think probably the online community, the knife throwing community is familiar enough with it that maybe we don't have to worry so much as we once did about disproving the use of so-called conventional knife throwing, this stage performance, Western style knife throwing. I think at this point we're beyond getting beyond that, but um, what we do is entirely different from Hollywood or stage performance. And again, if you see it, you you kind of uh, you kind of understand that it's uh, it's going to work. Yeah, yeah. And so if I can get really get our listeners to visualize that, you know, if you if you think about the traditional knife knife throwing where the 
the the knife, and it's usually some sort of like a, a special throwing type knife. That's the other thing I think that really separates the no spin knife throwing is that with traditional knife throwing, you're you're buying a knife that has a like it's balanced in a certain way so that it's spinning around a certain fulcrum there. You have to really get down your fine motor skills. You get your, your, your distance down, your timing down, your movement down. Like it becomes a very repetitive skill that way, um, that you're able to do. But with the knife, the no spin knife throwing, um, I, as, as Ralph said, you know, it's pretty much just flying straight. So even if that target is charging you, if that attacker is charging at you, where you don't have to try and time, well, how, how fast do I need to spin this knife? How, you know, when do I flip my wrist to, to be able to get the right spin on it? Basically, if that thing, if you think of it like an arrow that's headed toward that person, you have a far better chance, like vastly better chance of that thing actually sticking and doing some damage rather than just landing with a thud there. So it's very, very effective. I mean, I've always been, I've always loved throwing knives, even like as like a kid. I'm sure a lot of people have been doing that, like with their pocket knives and, and, and things, but uh, but it, it can be very frustrating to try and learn how to do it, especially if you're not using throwing knives, if you're not getting that timing down and things like that. This was the only system, and it just it blew my mind how effective this really made, not just knife throwing as a sport or as a, a badass way to impress your friends, but truly have a tactical perspective to it that really can help you in a self-defense situation. So I was really, really excited about when when I found this, and that's why I was really happy when we brought Ralph out to be able to train with the people in our combat machete camp and show them. And I'll tell you, everybody just, everybody had a blast. We were having people that were literally, uh, I think we probably had, Ralph, I think we probably had like four or five people that literally stuck a knife into the handle of the other, of another knife. Like they got so accurate with it that we had a knife sticking out of a knife, almost like William Tell style or, you know, splitting the arrow in half there. So it, and these are people that had never thrown a knife before in their lives and just, it, it just, you made it so easy with this system to be able to learn this tactical skill. But let's, let's talk about people that are, that want to learn this now. They're obviously going to need something to be able to fight with. Now your system, your, your no spin knife throwing system, you do show people that the principles do apply to, you don't, you know, like I said in the, in the intro, you do scissors, forks, combat folder knives that people carry for everyday carry, uh, kitchen utensils, all of those things that use this same type principle. But what should someone look for when they are choosing a throwing knife out there? Do they have to get one of those like chrome plated fancy looking ones or what, what can people start to use to be able to get this down? No, they don't have to get anything fancy. Uh, you know, Jeff, I've found uh, over years of doing seminars that there's really two demographics for knife throwing. One is, I would say, more rural, more survivalist-oriented, more oriented towards uh, surviving Armageddon or military situation or something, a lawless situation, societal breakdown situation. Those people tend to be more attracted to bigger knives uh, because there's not going to be any limitations, legal limitations on what you can carry. Um, and then there's maybe the older crowd, uh, the less athletic crowd, the more urban crowd, people that just want a realistic way to get themselves out of a bad situation and, and are interested in knife throwing. Uh, they tend to be more interested in things that they can carry with them, you know, uh, and improvised weapons. So I, that's kind of why I have two different videos, uh, street knife throwing versus combat knife throwing is to, is to teach 
slight differences, you know, in the, uh, in the two different, uh, approaches of using one small weapons versus big weapons, improvisational weapons versus what you can carry and take with you. Now, when you're learning, um, you're probably going to want to use larger weapons, more quality weapons if you can get them because they just make it easier to feel, easier to see what you're doing. Um, the rule of thumb is that a big knife is going to hit harder, but it's going to be slower releasing. Small knife is going to be easier to conceal, quicker releasing, has less range, has less stopping power. But again, uh, if I, if I had my druthers and I could, uh, I could teach anybody on, uh, uh, and I just had a big crowd and I wanted everybody, I had, have to throw the same thing i probably would want big throwing knives or big throwing spikes it's easier to learn with yeah yeah there's even i i know that one of the things that helped me out a lot was using well well, i we use our machete um and having something that's that heavy that longer of a blade really um because you i mean you're especially at shorter distances you're not gonna be able to spin that thing so you really i found that using a longer blade like that like like a machete Works really ha- works really well in learning not to try and spin it because I, I think there's a tendency where people tend to me included tend to like naturally see the thing want want to spin, but the longer blade, the longer heavier blade seems to make it a lot easier to learn that too. I absolutely agree with that. It 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 just slows everything down, makes it easier to feel, makes it easier to see the flight pattern. Uh, it's, 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 it's considerably more difficult for most people to learn to throw just small objects or, or, uh, improvised weapons off the, right off the shelf. I, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I, I learned to throw using big, big bayonet, big bayonet blades and big sword blades and machetes. So, uh, that's definitely what I could re- would recommend if it's possible. Yeah. But just for people out there that want to learn like the no spin method. So you don't really have to go out there and buy really expensive, throwing knives for this or anything like you can use. I mean, Ralph, Ralph shows several different weapons that he uses inside of the videos themselves, but for you to really get it down, it does help to have something that is perhaps longer. If you have a machete or if you have anything like that, it can really help you as far as knives go, depending upon what your purpose is. You can, uh, again, the larger ones seem to help. The heavier ones seem to stick also. Like I've, I've purchased lots of throwing knives over the years and most of them that I've gotten have really just been, like really cheap, like they just, they're very light. They don't really stick very well. It's really kind of hard to find them. Other ones that I've purchased that were more expensive tend to literally just snap in half. Sometimes like within just a couple of throws because of the way that they, I mean, they're just, they're just not really meant to be like really good throwing knives. So, um, but you can really start with anything, even like even your pocket knife for this stuff. Um, to learn it. So you don't have to like, get all geared up and spend a whole bunch of money to be able to learn this type of a, of a thing here of, of, of this, um, you know, Ralph's, Ralph's method here. But Ralph, let's go ahead and go into, I mean, I know it's going to be hard, kind of hard to do over an audio interview, but what is the best way to train to be able to learn your no spin method that you use? Well, it's always best to have a live instructor, of course, uh, like with anything else, because, you know, a live instructor, if they're experienced, like I can, I can correct errors immediately that people might struggle with, because as you say, it's, it's kind of hard to do things, uh, via distance or just through a book or, or even a video. And, and as you mentioned, it's better if you can have big, nice equipment, uh, a nice setup to start with. I mean, just, there are just, uh, little 
technical errors people make dealing with the angles of targets and things like that that you can correct very quickly. I try to put that information in my video, but uh, sometimes it just, it doesn't sink in. Um, other than that, the, the videos I made have all the information. It just takes longer when you're teaching yourself. But if you are self-training, you just have to be honest with yourself. It's It helps if you can film yourself, see what kind of errors you're making. It helps if you can get feedback from the community. Of course, we're always here uh, to answer questions. If, if somebody's really deeply into knife throwing or, or wants to contact us, um, that's not not beyond the realm of possibility. But there's there's an entire YouTube, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> there's an entire online video community, YouTube, etc., uh, where they can see and communicate with other knife throwers now. So uh, it's not as necessary to go through me, but I, I, I think it's still preferable. I, I kind of did originate all this and I think, I think I probably perfected the, the teaching of this type of knife throwing over 10 years of doing seminars and videos and getting a lot of feedback. I think I've got the most streamlined system that you're ever going to see and the, certainly the most complete, but you can do it on your own. I, I would recommend that uh, if you want to, if you want to do it faster, that you that you get an instructor. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And listen, everybody, we're actually going to be um, putting up a special a special page just so that you can check this out. Uh, check out Ralph's training. If you go to moderncombatandsurvival.com/slash/no-spin, uh, don't worry about any hyphens or anything like that. Just um, all all lowercase uh, no spin after that. You'll see a special, um, a special presentation, a special promotion that we'll do for this training so that you can really, you can really see it firsthand. You can get to know it and master it yourself. I mean, some of the things that I've found very useful, um, I think the biggest mistake I made when I was training with your stuff, Ralph, was, was trying to stand too far away from the target, like almost like starting out in, in, uh, in novice zone rather than, okay, it's a beginner skill and I'm going to go ahead and learn it from step one. So I think, People trying to people trying to jump too far into it, like go too far back and, uh, to learn the system. I think it, it it's it seems a little ridiculous sometimes to be so close to a target, but the way that the way that Ralph teaches this is so intuitive by using gravity to your advantage by like just learning the dynamics of the science behind it. It really is more intuitive than you think it is, and starting closer to the target really helps you to kind of identify all the dynamics, get the, get the, the motions down and then just slowly pulling back from there. Um, that was the, one of the biggest things that helped me. And then in your, in your second DVD that you did with the street, um, the street knife throwing, that thumb method, like I didn't, I learned from combat knife throwing and I was a power thrower. I know you showed lots of different ways in there to, to throw a knife. I was certainly a power thrower and I was able to get that down really well. But your new thumb method has made like a, a world of difference for me, a world of difference. I'm able to stick the knife more consistently now, um, throw it with more power. I'm able to adjust depending upon different weapons that I have now. It's made it more consistent. I'm not sure how you came up with that or if that was just something that as you were just kind of throwing knives, just decided to try something different. But can you tell people a little bit more about that knife, the, uh, the thumb method? Yeah, I was asked to do a seminar in New York City. I guess it's been close to a decade ago now. Um, it was for a group of martial artists, and they had predetermined that they wanted to throw the knives that they carried, which were lock blade pocket knives, which is kind of a fantasy of a of a lot of knife throwers to throw a lock blade. Now, I could throw a lock blade, but I couldn't throw it to my satisfaction. I didn't know of any other methods that would allow you to throw it really well. 
So what I did is I went out on my range and I said, I'm, I'm going to find a way to throw this smaller stuff more effectively. And within probably five or 10 minutes, I thought, okay, let's just turn my wrist over and use my thumb as the guide fingers to the index finger. See how that works. And it worked immediately and it worked perfectly. I said, okay, we're going to go with that. And it was so, it was such an advance that I thought later when Palin was, was still a, a, a functioning entity, they asked me, uh, they came to me and wanted me to do a video and I said, yeah, uh, I, I really do have some subject matter I'd like to do another video on, and I did it on that thumb throw. So, uh, not only, so it's actually was built, designed to do improvised weapons, but as you say, it can extend to anything, and it, it does take a lot of the difficulty out for beginners, and it, it's really, that's the one thing that I lacked in, you know, throughout uh, the early part of my knife throwing journey. I guess that was kind of a turning point. That's that let me transition more into the imp- and we had always done improvised weapons, just not quite as well as I would have liked to. Um, but that really, I think, kind of perfected the idea of throwing an improvised weapon, uh, the thumb throw. So, yeah, I'm, I'm real happy with that. And it, it just amazes me how much range you can get on that. That street knife throwing video has what a, an image of me throwing a knife, throwing a little lock blade 20 feet into a target just with a flick of the wrist. It's, it's really a, it's really a significant advance, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. I mean, we, when we did our striker throwing knives, we purposefully had the handle done in a way that would allow somebody's thumb placement to be right where it needed to be on our knife. So at least they could master this, this technique a a little bit easier with it. And so um, I just think it's a game changer. It, it certainly was for me. I was really amazed at how quickly it changed um, the consistency and the power that I was able to get on the throwing knives. So um, so I, I definitely think that. And, again, everybody, like, we're going to go ahead and um, post something there so you'll be able to see uh, the combat knife throwing course, and you'll be able to get a special deal on that as well. So, again, go on over to moderncombatsrail.com slash no spin, be able to check that out. We're going to have that up here um, the week that we're doing this podcast, actually. So, so make sure you check it out very soon. Um, Ralph, I know there's only so much we can do with <laughs> this audio version of it, but I really appreciate you coming on here because um, I think this is one of those skills that I'm. It's it's kind of my mission to really get people out of the fantasy zone and sh- and show people that look, I didn't think that there really was a practical application of this because of all of the the challenges that we identified earlier in this interview. Um, it wasn't until I purpose I, I saw Ralph's no spin knife throwing method that I realized not only is there a practical purpose to it, but there is a way to actually to be able to do it where you get the effect that you want from being able to throw a knife. So you're not just, it's not just like throwing a rock at somebody. You can actually throw it, stick it, and it is an effective actual weapon that you can use. So um so definitely again we're gonna go check we're gonna go ahead and get something up for everybody to take a closer look at it. And until our next Modern Combat and Serial broadcast, go check out Ralph's website, again, over at www.nospinknifethrowing.com. And we'll see you on the next broadcast. This is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. Modern Combat and Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.